Hi, I'm Steve Sleeper, producer of the North Omaha History Podcast. It's a volunteer effort, but you can help us meet expenses by becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. The list of patrons is in the show notes, and thanks a lot. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. Right after the Civil War, the railroad barons of the United States were at work, slowly hammering the rails across the country from the East Coast to the West, and really hammering it out, trying to figure out how to make the most money out of that industry as possible. They knew that they would connect the commerce of the East Coast with the resources of the West. They knew that they would bring pioneers and settlers and different folks from the East Coast to the West, but they didn't know how to get there. By the early 1880s, though, a few people had emerged who really were manipulating and creating more opportunities than everybody else. One of them was the leader of the Union Pacific. One of them uh, was the richest one of the richest men in America. His name was Jay Gould, and by the late 1860s, he had been throwing more money into the East Coast railroads than everybody else. He was all tied up in the East Coast, especially in New York City with Tammany Hall and all of that notoriousness. But by 1879, Gould himself controlled a lot of the Western railroads that were zipping into places like Nebraska and all points west. Gould ran one of the biggest railroads that was heading to the west, and that was called the Missouri Pacific Railroad, or the MOPAC, as we call it today. The MOPAC was this gigantic, growing conglomerate uh, that was coming into Omaha, and Gould knew that he could really milk Omaha for all of its worth with the MOPAC. But instead of doing it under that name, he had to create a uh, subdivision, which was called the Omaha Beltline Railway. This is a history of that railway, Steve, and this is what it looked like. Before I get going, though, I want to take a minute and thank the people that I've learned this from, especially Richard Orr, whose shoulders we all stand on. Anybody who cares about the railroads in Omaha has learned a lot from Richard Orr. Uh, as well as John Peterson, uh, who's continuing to mentor me, and Trimble, Dick Ryder, and a couple other folks who have really stepped up and provided me a lot of information about the railroads. And, of course, I'm always indebted to the crew with the Omaha History Mysteries, including Michelle Wyman, Ryan Rowanfeld, and all my friends in there, including you, Steve. Uh, lots of cool stuff that we've exchanged inside of that group has helped me understand really what the Beltline looked at. The Beltline Railway research was one of the first projects that I did more than five years ago when I really wanted to explore and dig it up. And what I found immediately is that in North Omaha specifically, the Beltline had a huge impact and it explained a lot of things that I didn't understand when I was young and really wanted to know the community's history. But let me back up and give us the preface for getting going. So the Mopac came into Omaha through South Omaha, like a lot of the railroads did. Uh, it headed towards the rail yards and into downtown. But when the Mopac built the Beltline Railway around Omaha, they became committed to having 15 miles of track for p- 
passengers instead of their typical uh, freight, which included mail, industrial products, cattle, and different things like that. These, this passenger railway was a new idea. It was this notion that the railway could move people from downtown Omaha through North Omaha, circle it around, and come back through South Omaha and meet back up in downtown Omaha. A 15-mile loop that did what no other railway or streetcar did at that time. Now, eventually, there were other loops that ended up encircling Omaha, other belt lines, but the Beltline Railway run by Jay Gould was the predominant and most important one that ever came to the city. So when the Beltline came to North Omaha, it hit the near north side neighborhood first. The near north side uh, situated uh, at that point in the 1880s, it was situated around Cumming Street and went north up to Lake, but it wasn't really the neighborhood that we understand it to be today. The near north side at that point was a mix of all different kinds of folks. In the 1880s, there were large mansions mixed in the neighborhood, along with apartment buildings, along with residential homes. But a lot of businesses on 24th, a lot of businesses on 16th, but not as many as we understand that history would eventually bring into that community. Instead, it was underdeveloped in the 1880s when the Beltline Railway started. The Beltline started at 15th and Webster. Today, that's Webster Street's called Mike Fahey Street. And 15th is right about where Slowdown is um, and kind of that downtown core uh, that we're enjoying all of the resources at today. That was an industrial working space with a lot of residential area around it. But back then, they didn't have the zoning regulations and the sense of determination to keep one area exclusively for one specific thing, like industry or commerce or residential purposes. Instead, they mixed it all together, especially down by 15th and Webster. That was the Mopac train station right there. It's actually ended up serving more than eight different railroads. Um but the Beltline launched out of there. The Beltline went north, and to go north, it traveled along the east side of the cliffs behind North 14th Street. So, Steve, there's a cliff that goes all along North 14th, all the way north to Florence Boulevard, outside of the Saratoga neighborhood around Ames, and then that cliff continues north to, through Florence itself. That cliff was the kind of demarcation between the near north side and uh, what was called then the North Omaha Bottoms. The North Omaha Bottoms was filled with industry. The near north side was filled with residents and com commerce and some light industry as well. And so this Beltline Railway moved right in between those two spaces of the near north side and the North Omaha Bottoms. It traveled up to Saratoga. Uh, crossing Locust Street and then going up the cliff over 16th into the Saratoga neighborhood. Now, when the Beltline got there, it went right in between a series of different industrial spaces. This was, again, the 1880s. And at that point, Saratoga was already a 25-year-old area. I mean, the settlers came to Saratoga in 1857. But what we know is that in the 1880s, the industry hadn't built up yet. Instead, the area that the Beltline came into 
was the former Omaha Driving Park. The Omaha Driving Park was right there at that intersection. Um, it varied in size at different points, but the track at some points went all the way up to 24th and Ames and all the way down to 16th and Sprague. So it's this huge area. It's almost a section of land. And the Beltline Railway came right into that section in the 1880s in order to spur industrial growth. The Saratoga neighborhood leaders knew that that would happen, and the Omaha City leaders knew that that would happen, and they encouraged Jay Gould to lay his lines right down through the neighborhood. Well, lay he did. There used to be a street there called Boyd Street, and the Beltline Railway went right beside Boyd. Eventually, it jotted across 24th Street. Uh, where there was a street level crossing and then 30th street, which had another street level crossing. But at 30th, it turned south and west and it went from 30th and Boyd all the way over to 40th and Lake. Right there at 40th and Lake today, we can still see evidence of the Beltline. I'm going to come back to that in a minute, though. Steve, the railway continued on and it went over to Military Avenue uh, and then jumped over Military and Saddle Creek and it eventually went up to Dodge. And that's where it crossed into South Omaha, traveling through South Omaha, looped back around and the railway would get back to the Webster Street station run by Jay Gould's Mopac Railroad. So why did it do that, Steve? Imagine that circle, that 15-mile circle. Well, the idea was that originally it was going to move people from neighborhood to neighborhood. But what Gould found out within 10 years was that that just wasn't a popular idea. Turned out that people from the near north side really didn't want to go all the way up to Walnut Hill. And the people from Walnut Hill really had no business down in South Omaha. Omaha was much more insular back then. It was built as a city of neighborhoods. And even though Gould wanted to connect those neighborhoods, that doesn't mean that the people wanted it. So instead, about the 1890s, the Beltline began converting from a passenger railway filled with passenger cars into an industrial railway carrying light industry um, all along the line. And that light industry manufactured all kinds of goods and services. We're going to talk about that in a future episode, but long story short is these industries came to rely on the Beltline. Those industries popped up all along the Beltline, all the way from downtown Omaha at 15th and Webster, all the way up to Saratoga at 24th and Ames, back over to 40th and Lake, down to Dodge Street and Saddle Creek. And that Beltline proved to be an industrial powerhouse. This is really what built North Omaha in its essence. Because those industrial jobs, the light industry and the different activities that were happening along the way, those fueled the growth of the middle class, which in turn infilled all of that region from North 14th Street all the way out to Saddle Creek and Military Road. This gigantic area had workers who wanted to live in the neighborhoods where they were working. So middle-class homes, which back then, Steve, they averaged about a 1,000 square feet tops. They were little bungalows. They were um, small craftsman-style houses that people really enjoyed, that they wanted to live in. But again, small houses, this was the middle class in Omaha for a very long time. And those industries, whether it was car manufacturing, food production, household products, they really relied on that Beltline Railway coming through their area. For instance, up at 
the Saratoga neighborhood by 24th and Boyd, there were more than 20 different manufacturing plants in that area between 16th and 30th Street that were reliant on the Beltline Railway. There were spurs that shot off the main line uh, to go to different buildings like the Omaha Towel and Linen Service. You know, that was at 24th and Boyd for just about 40 years. And they really relied on the railway to carry the linens that they cleaned, the clothing and the different uh, commercial products that they cleaned. They were relying on the railway to bring those from their plant at 24th and Boyd to the different locations around the city that they served. In turn, those businesses would rely on the railway in order to get their dirty stuff back to the cleaning plant. Other industries that and, and companies that specifically relied on the Beltline included the Stroud Company. You know, they were farming equipment manufacturing company. They also made road making machines, but pretty much a heavy industry that was located near Florence Boulevard and Ames Avenue. They had a huge plant right there from the 1890s through the 1920s and 30s. And Stroud relied on the Beltline in order to get their products, not just around Omaha, these road making machines Big wagons, basically. They were pulled by teams of horses. They were worked by men standing on the side and on top of them. They relied on those wagons, on those machines getting onto the railway and then the railway shipping them onto the other mainline railways, whether that was the Union Pacific or the Mopac or any of the others that traveled out of Omaha. They brought them not just around the Midwest, not just across the United States, but the Stroud Company actually relied on the Beltline Railway to move its products internationally, including France and China from 1890 through the 1920s and 30s. The Omaha Motor Car Company was located right there uh, in the Stroud factory in the 1910s, and they had a plan to build a gigantic factory at that corner that eventually fell through just in a couple of years, but they really relied on the railway to get it going. J.F. Bloom and Company, they just moved out of North Omaha a few years ago, but for more than 80 years, they relied on the railway. Other companies that relied on the railway included the Lozier Corporation, which is still going in East Omaha, but for a long time, their main source of operations was right on the Beltline Railway. The Boyer Lumber and Coal Company was one of the biggest coal companies in all of Omaha, and they shipped around the city. The the Omaha Brush Company that eventually became the United States Brush Company was a brush manufacturing company. It had a large factory right on the Beltline Railway. There were furniture companies, tire companies, food mills, different things that were really reliant. I like to think about that early era of the Beltline, though. You know, the one that had people in dresses and suits getting onto the railway to ride around Omaha. And when I do, one of the things about the Beltline Railway that really catches my imagination is the reality that they had a series of depots that were lined up around North Omaha to to pick up these passengers and give them the ride that they deserve rather than treating them like cattle who just casually got on and off railways. So there were a series of these depots. One of them was called the Oak Chatham Depot, and it was located by 22nd and Boyd, which is right south of Ames. And it was a small depot where passengers would get onto the train, ride the train to where they wanted to go, and then get off. They might have been getting off at the Druid Hill Depot, which was at 32nd and John Creighton Boulevard, or the Lake Street Depot, which is at 40th and Lake. Steve, one of the things that I love about the Lake Street Depot is that today you can go to 40th and Lake and see evidence of the railway right there on Lake Street at 40th. There is a white and black building that today is just used as industrial storage, 
But back then, I contend that this might have been one of the actual depot buildings. I don't have any firm evidence, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But the Lake Street Depot, 40th and Lake Street. The Nicholas Street Depot was over at 43rd and Nicholas, and then the Walnut Hill Depot was at Military Avenue and Hamilton Street. All of these places were North Omaha passenger depots. That amazes me. Now, of course, I've got to get back to that Webster Street station. You know, one of the things that I've learned about Webster Street, that downtown station itself, it was used by four different railways uh, at one point, including the Mopac, the Sioux City and Pacific, the Fremont Elkhorn and Missouri Valley, and the Chicago, St. Paul, Minneapolis and Omaha Railroads, which was called the Omaha Road. There was also a freight station that was right there at 15th and Nicholas, separate from the Webster Street Station. But all of it was this giant conglomerate of busyness and action. So you can really imagine and really get the sense of the railroad first as kind of a prestige. Let's ride the fanciness and you know take around Omaha and absorb it for all of its fun. But then as an industrial and really purposeful um opportunity for companies to build up and get stronger and really build North Omaha into what it became. Unfortunately, it all came to an end. You know, by the 1960s, Steve, gas was cheap. There were big rigs all over the interstates that shot through Omaha, big rigs coming up and down 24th and 16th and serving those places that used to be served by the railroad itself. And in the end, long growth, long distance trucking took over the role of the railroad for a long time. Today, the railroads are making a bit of a comeback, but long distance trucking is still mighty powerful. And it definitely quashed the purpose of the railroad in North Omaha. The Beltline was abandoned by the 1980s. And in uh, starting in 1984, the Missouri Pacific Railroad removed the Beltline tracks from around North Omaha. In the 1980s, there was this giant swath of unutilized space that cut across North Omaha. And in some places, it's still there. In some places, these small industries have actually taken over the land. I don't know the real estate arrangements that they have to do that, but their buildings cover the land that used to be the railroad in some places. But in a lot of it, it's wide open. There's been talk of turning the Beltline into the Mopac Trail. Uh, Mopac Trail is down by Lincoln, and it comes to uh, near Papillion and South Omaha. But there's talk of turning it into the Mopac and really continuing that trail system for a recreational bicycle walking running trail. Uh, that hasn't happened yet, but it could still in the future. A small portion of the Beltline Railway is still in use at the extreme south end of the line, uh, which it's now a spur and it doesn't have any importance to it. But it still serves some South Omaha industries and it's operated by the UP. But today, there's really no hint that the Beltline had any significance in the entire North Omaha community. Ernie Chambers and his daughter have put forward a proposal to the city of Omaha to recognize the Saratoga Beltline Historic District, which is what I talked about from 16th to 30th along Boyd Street and all of its former industry and glory. There's no sign that that's actually moving forward, though, and I'll be interested to see where it goes. There is the Nicholas Street Historic District, which is down on Nicholas Street around 14th Street. A lot of those industries were reliant on the Beltline and its industrial purposes in the 1890s and on. And the Nicholas Street Historic District is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. So it's being preserved and there's work underway to make that better. They don't really mention the Beltline too much. And frankly, there really isn't a lot of recognition for what it was in North Omaha because those industries that were there 
are mostly gone. And the ones that continue to be there are so small, they kind of seem inconsequential to the rest of the city's economic powerhouse that is Omaha. But Steve, you know, really the truth of the Beltline Railway is that it was filled with opportunity and potential. And today, it's still there, just in a brand new way. Maybe the future will bring some of that historic recognition and actualize some of that potential that the railway represented historically and today, 140 years later. And that's a history of the Beltline Railway in North Omaha. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.